Life by Divine with Sue DeMay fosters deep healing and profound awakenings as she guides you to hear, answer, and trust the highest calling of your heart. Your host and sacred guide is Global Impact Visionary Leader Sue DeMay, a best-selling author, international speaker, and gifted intuitive healer who challenges all of us to shift from life by default or even life by design to truly living life by divine. And now, here is Sue DeMay. Welcome to the show. It's an honor to be here once again with you. And today I'm guided to speak about our dreams and visions. Basically, we're basically at a, a point where all of our dreams and visions need to either evolve or dissolve. And I'll go into how you actually discern and how to actually reevaluate, kind of re reflect on those past dreams and visions and just see which ones are still meant to be active, which ones are still meant to be on your path and which ones are actually meant to be removed. And it's been interesting because I've talked a lot in the last couple months about this whole spiritual redirection, massive course correction, like a global course correction. That's what's happening right now. And whether you, you know, align with the the coronavirus and or not believe it or not that's not that's not the issue that's not what i'm talking about in these episodes what i'm really talking about is how do we respond or react to what's going on on a global scale so right now the way things have played out a lot of people have been at home and had a lot of space and time to reflect or go inward or other people were feeling kind of a real energetic charge or a passion to stand up and stand out and speak their truth and to take on a topic or to take on something and speak about it or expose it, whatever it is. So a lot of us are playing these different roles, but either way, whatever role you're meant to play, whatever you're feeling guided to do or not do right now, there's a massive course correction happening on a global scale. And the purpose of all of this right now is really for all of us to stop and reflect on everything. Now, when I look at the dreams and visions that I had in the last even three or four years, things that I was working toward in my business, uh, moving toward, aligning with, all of those kinds of things, I'm finding in this last six months or so that a lot has been shifted. A lot has shifted. Now, for me personally, a lot has shifted, but I'm also vision. I'm, I'm also getting these visions of it changing and shifting for a lot of people. Some people will hold steady, stay the course. Other people will do a complete turnaround and go in a completely different direction. Some will do an about right or left turn and, and get off the path altogether and start a whole new path. Some people are, are quitting their jobs or being let go of their jobs and finding a whole new path of passion and creativity that they never experienced before. So there's a lot up in the air. And the truth is the foundation that we've all been standing on has been a foundation of fear, programming based on fear, lack and limitation, 
And this foundation we've been standing on is crumbling away. It has been crumbling for a while, but it's really took a big crumble in the last couple months. And what that means is everybody needs to reevaluate and reflect on where they are at and where they are guided to be headed. So there's a difference between what you want to do, what you prefer, your preferences, your agenda, your dreams, your goals, your intentions. And you may be in alignment with the heart on those things, or you may be totally in your head. So in order to allow for this massive course correction and for spirit to actually redirect us, for the divine to, to guide us in a different direction, if that's what's necessary for our path right now, we need to be wide open to anything and at the same time be attached to nothing. These are two principles from heart-led living, two of the 10. The other one that I can bring in here, pretty much all of them can be, apply to this topic, but the other one I can bring in here is to be curious. When we're in this place of curiosity without judgment, when we're in this place of wonderment, I wonder what I'll be guided to do now. We are open to direction. We are open to a spiritual redirection. Because the truth is right now, a lot of these dreams or visions that we've been moving toward are no longer needed. Humanity doesn't need them. So remembering that our healing is for us and for all of humanity. So when we heal ourselves, we heal the whole, the healing of the whole that we're contributing to. So we have our own human experience, our own personal experience of healing, healing our own mind, our body, our lives, our, our emotions, our energy, our past. So there's a healing experience that we're having in our humanness that evolves around the perception of us as individuals. And then there's the healing experience that happens. There's that ripple effect and that ongoing vibrational resonance that shifts out beyond us and impacts all of humanity. So the more we heal, the more we contribute to the healing of the whole. The deeper we heal, the deeper we contribute to the healing of the whole. The more we resist, the more we add resistance to the whole of humanity. The more we choose fear, the more we feed or sprinkle the fear it's already ripe and raw right now in our society and all around the globe. The question then becomes, what part are you meant to play? And the part you are meant to play now may look different than the part you were meant to play last week or the part you were meant to play six months ago or a year ago or three years ago. The invitation right now is to really surrender everything you think you know and everything you think you don't know to align with what's really truly in your heart now. And the interesting thing with spiritual redirections is something that we fully aligned with and felt with every cell of our being, every part of our being six months ago, a month ago, even a year ago, we may no longer feel fully aligned with. 
And there's a reason for that. And we can come in and judge it because that's the ego coming in to try and make sense of why something doesn't feel in alignment anymore. Why something isn't in flow. Why isn't something coming together? Why isn't things clicking? And the ego will try and make up a story about it or trying to create an understanding of it at the level of the mind. My invitation right now is not to ask why. Why is this happening? Why am I not in alignment anymore? Because the ego loves the ask. It loves to ask why. It loves the energy of why. Because the energy of why often keeps us in that state of feeling a victim of. So this massive course correction isn't designed to harm you. It's designed to awaken us. It's designed to heal the leftovers. It's designed to actually operate and be orchestrated on behalf of everyone, everywhere, all together, all at once. So what humanity used to need from me, that's no longer needed. What humanity used to need from you, the part that you were meant to play before is maybe different than the part you're meant to play now. So that's where we need to offer over all our dreams and all our visions, all our goals, our ideas, our preferences, our agendas, everything we thought was on our path. We need to offer it all over to align with what's guided. And what's guided now may be different than what was guided a week ago, a month ago, a year ago. So today I want to talk about how to use the heart to bring your visions and your dreams to so that you can filter through the heart and realign with them. So all of your dreams or visions are up for evaluation. So we need to reevaluate everything. And the way we do that is we first need to get into that place of deep curiosity and we need to become really wildly open to anything and attached to nothing. And the reason for that is because as long as the mind is holding on to something, as long as the mind is holding on to a preference or an agenda or an outcome, then we'll actually suffer and they'll be struggling. And when we struggle, the ego comes in and creates often a story to go along with it, something to help it make sense of why we're struggling. And it usually ends up causing way more suffering. So the ego feeds that resistance with fear. So let's say, for example, there's something you've been moving toward and it was really, really clear on your path. You, you were totally in alignment with it. Your heart, your mind, everything felt like this is the path. This is what I'm meant to do. This is how I'm meant to do it. I feel totally clear and you're going along and all of a sudden spirit, not ego, but spirit changes the course and is trying to get you to go in a different direction. And sometimes that course correction occurs like, like basically kind of stop on a dime and turn. It's like an instant redirect and everything needs to be let go of. And then other times it's just a little bit of a course correction, a little one, a slight one. Some things need to change, but not all things. When we are on that path and we have this attachment to the outcome, or we've kind of gotten so invested in something coming to fruition, 
that we're not open to the spiritual redirect, we feel resistance. Remember, resistance is the gap between what the mind thinks and what the heart knows. So the heart is going to follow spirit. The heart is going to guide us and be in alignment with our soul's path. God's plan, spirit's plan. Our heart doesn't waver from that. And when our mind is not in alignment with the heart, there's resistance. And when resistance shows up, the mind often tries to make sense of it. And sometimes we can make sense of it. Sometimes it's easy to understand. And sometimes we can sit and reflect and get clear and just do a small little course correction and we're back on track. Or sometimes there's just a little blip or perhaps there's just a feeling of unworthiness or doubt that we just need to go through. So sometimes resistance is just a bump in the road and it's not necessarily a detour or a complete redirect. And then other times resistance is actually spirit trying to get our attention to go in a different direction. So how do we discern between those little blips and those little bumps in the road? Some work we need to do to clear the path and then continue to move forward on that same path. And how do we discern when it's spirit trying to redirect us completely and going in a different direction? So that's what I'm going to share today. I'm going to talk just about my own experience, but also, you know, what tools you can use to help you discern right now. So I'm going to go through four R's. That's what came in this morning. Four R's that will help you go through this and to align with those dreams and visions again. Or let those dreams and visions dissolve and let new ones come in. So as I said in the beginning, all dreams and visions right now will either evolve or dissolve. There may be some that you're still in alignment with that aren't going to change at all. That's okay. But many of them right now are really up for reevaluation. So I'm going to invite you just to take all of your dreams, all of your visions, and be open to reflect on them. That's the first step. This, this pause where we find stillness, because in the stillness, that's where our heart can really speak to us. That's where spirit can really guide us and direct us. And get quiet and listen with the heart. Listen with our inner ear. Instead of looking out at what's going wrong or what's not flowing or why, this, why isn't this working, we pause and go inward to reflect. Now, before we can reflect, we need to surrender everything over. We need to forgive all of it. Because as long as we are still holding attachment at the level of the mind, or we are still grasping at an outcome, then we'll, we'll not be able to fully align with hearing what our heart is guiding us to do. So it's a full let go, a full let go of everything. A full let go of your goals, your dreams, your visions, everything that you've been shown up until this moment. Are you willing to forgive it all over and let spirit hold it for you? Let the divine carry it for you. Because when we surrender on a human level, 
and offer it over to our divinity, then that's a declaration that we're surrendering our personal will, which includes our personal preferences and agendas. And of course, the ego is right in there with its own ego will. When we forgive it all over to the divine, we are basically saying, I offer you my human will so that I can align with my divine will, God's will, the spirit's will. And when we do that, we are fully letting go of everything, letting go of the illusion of control and shifting into deep trust and blind faith on a human level. On a human level, we're doing that. But on a soul level, we're aligning with our truest, highest path. That's what the world needs right now is for as many of us as possible to align with our truest, highest path. And that requires a full let go, a full surrender. And the words I often use, because I often get visions of the future, I get these glimpses and visions. It's something that's happened a lot for me over my my life, but more so since I've been open to being more of a global visionary and being more open to what's, what's happening in the world, show me the perspective I've been getting different visions. And even those visions I need to offer over. So the words that really give me peace, peace of mind, so that I can align with my heart and really trust the divine to guide me. The words I use is, I do not know what the future holds. I do not know what the future holds. I only know what this moment holds. And in this moment, I am guided. I feel. I'm here. Whatever it is in this moment, fill in the blank. So that's the first step is forgive, offer it all over, surrender so that there's space for that reflection. There's space in the stillness, because if we go into stillness, if we go into reflection, we go into meditation and go, okay, what would you have me do? And you've got all this huge pile of stuff already on your plate, all of these visions and goals and everything already there. There's no space for something new. There's no space for a redirection. And it, it ends up signifying more of an attachment to these things or some preferences around these things. So when you release your personal preferences, you let go of your human will around these things and you surrender to your soul's will by forgiving it all over. I offer all of this to you. Please hold it for me. And if there's anything that's to remain, guide me in the moment. Otherwise, you carry it. You carry it for me. And the divine is grateful to take it all on and to filter through and to basically sort out the pile, do some spring cleaning and and look at, okay, this is going to remain. This is going to remain. This is going to look different. This is going to look this way now. Whatever it is, spirit will gladly do that for you. But as a human in this human experience, We have the right to exercise our own human will. And often in our human will, the ego comes in and then we've got the ego's will kind of playing, playing as well and sprinkling us with fear and trying to convince us to go in certain directions, taking dreams and running with them. There's a whole distraction tactic that the ego uses. 
but that's part of our human experience. So when we surrender our human will and align with the divine will, that allows us to be wide open to anything. Show me the way, guide me, lead me, direct me. I offer you my everything. What would you have me do now? And the key words there being, what would you have me do now? Not what would you have me do next? The ego loves the next, the next step, the next two or three steps, the next five steps. And it takes you out of the present moment. It uses the future to distract you and keep you out of the present moment because it's only in the present moment where spirit can guide us and direct us. The ego uses the past and the future to distract us. But there's only the present moment. And that's the only place that spirit can guide us and direct us. That's the only place we can really truly hear what we're meant to do in this moment. So when we drop in and we're like, we offer everything over and we're going into that internal state of reflection, then we're allowing the divine to guide our lives. We're, we're shifting from life by design or even life by default into life by divine. Show me the way. What now? What now? So when we go into that space and we're in that beautiful, open, creative space, that curious space of wonderment, I wonder what I'll be guided to do now. The divine can guide us and direct us and give us all of the pieces that we need. There's a real security in holding on to our dreams and visions because it's the illusion of security or a future, and that's ego. Ego can disguise itself as security and safety. But the truth is, we are safe. We are secure. We need to really trust and let go and surrender. And that's where the divine can really teach us and guide us and direct us in our humanness. Now, I talk about the divinity separate from our humanness. I, I'm talking about it in a way with the teaching of more of a duality because that's where the mind, the human mind kind of comprehends and understands things. But the truth is it's our, our divinity is our soul. Our soul is the divinity. We are one with the divine. All of us are. In other words, we are all one. Having these individual unique human experiences, which is a perception of separation, a perception of a different experience. But we're all connected to the same source. We all come from the same divine source. So when we are actually surrendering our personal will and align with the divine will, when we align with the divine will, we're actually operating on behalf of everyone because we're all connected. So it's serving the whole, the whole of humanity, the whole, all of us, everywhere, everyone, everything. So as much as it is challenging for some people to surrender it over, we're actually in service to everyone that way. 
So the invitation is to, and if you can't do it with every part of your life, that's okay. Do it with what feels comfortable. Start with one area, start with one spot, one, one aspect, one dream, one vision. Start there. So the first step is reflect, pause, find stillness, whether it's meditation, whatever it is, but I do encourage you to close your eyes Focus in on your breath. Your breath is a beautiful anchor to the present moment. So you can use your breath. You can even just repeat the words, I'm breathing in, I'm breathing out. Following each breath, giving the mind something to do, something to focus on, and landing in this beautiful present moment. And it's in this present moment where everything we desire and more is guided, is given. We have our human desires and wants, and we have our soul's desires. And it's our soul's desire that we're really tapping into. But we need to be willing to get out of our heads and into our heart and allow all of our dreams, all of our visions to be filtered through the heart based on what's happening now not only based on what's happening now for us individually in our own personal lives, but also collectively for all of humanity, for the whole planet, for everyone, everywhere, all together, all at once, everything, everywhere. So the reflection, that time of reflection is going within and being willing to see. I do not know what the future holds. I only know what this moment holds. And in this moment, I'm going inward to pause, find stillness, and reflect and listen. And then step two is to reevaluate. But not just, it's not at the level of the head, reevaluate. What do I think? What should I do? What shouldn't I do? That's a very heady process. It's more, what do I feel? When I bring that vision back or when I'm shown that dream or when I'm shown a different version of that dream, how do I feel? If you have attachment to a dream still, bring it in to your awareness and ask, how do I feel? Chances are if that dream is meant to evolve, something will feel a little bit off or something will feel like it needs to shift or you would feel some difference between maybe how you felt a year ago and how you feel now, how you felt when it first came in and how you feel now. So pausing to reevaluate gives you a time to, to go inward, reflect and feel into that vision or dream as it is now in this moment. And when you can feel into it, usually you'll get a signal. Usually you'll get some insight. And some idea of what needs to shift or change. Now, in this, if it's meant to dissolve, sometimes we'll bring a vision in, a dream in, and we'll feel a discord. Something feels off. Or that resistance, so that resistance might be within you. Or you might bring something in to reflect and reevaluate and recognize that it is actually something feels off in the way it's playing out. 
So maybe there was a certain flow that was happening for the longest time and all of a sudden the flow stopped. It's like almost like a kink in the hose when you're trying to water the grass and someone steps on the hose or there's a kink in the hose. When there's not that flow, that's resistance. When things don't go as planned, that's resistance. And it could be your own resistance or it could be just a misalignment between what you think you should be doing and what's guided now. So sometimes we miss the spiritual redirect and we need to take a pause to go inward and reevaluate how we feel. And now this has happened to me just recently around several of my programs that I was offering through Heart of Living. And actually when I look at, you know, since I came back from Turks and Caicos in March, so much has changed for me. So much has changed in the way of what I'm doing for my work. And I'm very clear as I let go of those things, I'm like, okay, I'm not feeling that anymore. I could leave certain things on my website, but it felt like a lower vibration. It felt like a, a misalignment. It felt like it's, it's just not, it's not meant to be anymore. It's meant to dissolve. I'm meant to let go of those things. And then other ones I'm looking at and I could feel an evolution, but I wasn't clear about the evolution. So it's taking me some time. So some of those programs that maybe I'm a little bit more attached to, or I have more resistance around looking at, took a little longer for me to really get clear about. And one in particular, I'm still sitting with. So it's an opportunity to really feel into what's happening and evaluate what's happening. And sometimes that resistance shows up as things just not coming together, forcing or effort, and it, it just needs to be reevaluated. So that's where we kind of get into that divine discernment. Is this meant to evolve or is this meant to dissolve? Am I meant to shift or change something around this? Or is it meant to be totally let go of? Now, each of those paths have challenges and each of those paths have a sense of freedom that can come with that as well. So I'll talk a little bit more about this after the break. Then I want to go into the two other steps to help you shift and discern between those dreams and those visions that are meant to evolve or dissolve. We'll take a short break and we'll be back. I'll share some more. Imagine a one-of-a-kind, sacred, transformational experience that is infused with high vibrational healing energy and personalized guidance and insight. Receive a one-on-one, -on -one, live, private, intuitive healing experience with Sue as she follows her guidance and delivers exactly what you need in the moment, leaving a lasting imprint. During this private healing experience, Sue draws on a multitude of gifts, skills, channeled healing, coaching, and mind-body-soul insights a divinely downloaded transmission specifically for you. Whether you have questions about your health, relationships, career, or wish to receive a message from a loved one who passed, or you need a soul retrieval or support clearing a block or blind spot, this one-on-one -on -one private intuitive healing experience with Sue will transform you. To learn more and to book a divine appointment with Sue, visit heartledliving.com forward slash intuitive healing. Welcome back. You're listening to Life by Divine, and I'm your host, Sue Dumay. Today, I've been talking about our, all of our dreams. It's time for all of our dreams and visions to either evolve or dissolve. 
And before the break, I was talking about some different steps you can take. And the third step I want to talk about is the reset. And it's almost like pushing a reset button. And for some of our dreams, we have to totally let them go. We have to let go of everything we think we know, everything we think we don't know regarding that dream and everything else around it in order to really open ourselves up to a reset. And I want you to imagine like a reset button. So some of your dreams, you need to hit the reset button and you'll start with a completely clear canvas. When you sink in, you may even get a vision of a completely clear canvas, like wiping the chalkboard clean. So some of our dreams and visions are meant to be totally reset and start fresh. So you may still go down that path, but the steps on the path may change or the, the way to get there will change. The direction will change. Then other dreams and visions are going to be like a complete reset and redirect, meaning you're done with that. It's a complete let go. So the clear canvas doesn't have that title at the top. So it doesn't have that program at the top. It doesn't have that vision at the top anymore. It doesn't have that dream. There's a whole blank canvas for a brand new dream, a brand new direction. So for me and my business over the last, well, for two years up until January, I was working with a coach and we were expanding and we were looking at creating different programs and expanding my programs and getting on global stages and doing all of these things in the Turks and Caicos, the healing center down in Turks and Caicos. There was so much on my plate. What I realized in the last two years is I suddenly got busy. And the interesting thing about me and busy is I don't do busy. I used to do busy, but I don't do well with busy anymore. And what I found in the last two years is that I suddenly found myself getting wound up in that creative more because I'm a very creative person. That's part of my, my, it's in my DNA. It's in my, it's, it's part of my experience here on this earth. It's on my path. And what'll happen is I get, so the ego game of opposites came in. Let's say that, let me use that as an example. Ego game of opposites came in as a tool for me to heal my own mind. I shared it with my community. I shared it on the radio show. And then all of a sudden it became a masterclass and a program. And then the program was available online, but then it all of a sudden became, well, there's the money edition. And then there's the relationship edition of the ego game of opposites because we could heal the mind on so many different areas of, of our lives. And then my Ted talk came in. So I was doing the ego game of opposites for my TEDx talk. You can find that on YouTube. It's actually up now. And then it it became part of the membership. And then there was three levels of membership. And it all just, my whole business just did this total shift. And I was in alignment with it. I was going with it. I was following the direction. I was going with the, the guidance. I kept seeing the healing center down in Turks and Caicos. And then I was shown a healing center up in BC. So I'm like, okay, if that's what's to be, then, then so be it. I offer it over, guide me in the moment. So I was open to anything. I was attached to nothing. And at the same time, I was recognizing there was a lot suddenly on my plate in a very short period of time. And that used to be the way I was in life. I used to do busy a lot. And I didn't really notice how busy I became until I was talking to a friend of mine. And I said, you know, I'm having these, these issues with one of my symptoms is blurred vision. 
So I'm having these issues with my eyes where I'm, I can see something and all of a sudden it zooms in and out like a camera lens, like you're trying to focus on something. It zooms in and out, it goes zoop, zoop, and it goes out of focus and back in focus. And when I went to see the eye specialist, they said, oh, how much time are you spending in front of your computer? And I said, oh, a lot right now. I've got different programs I'm you know, preparing and courses and writing a book and all this kind of stuff. And they said um, that my lenses are quite small and that they're being strained. So that when my eyes get more strained, then they go blurry. And the blue light wasn't helping from, from the computer screen as well. So they recommended these glasses to help me. And so I started wearing the glasses. They seemed to help. But then my right now, my vision is still doing that. So it's related to another symptom, another health issue. But at the time, when I started to look at it, how much time I was actually spending on the computer, I said to my friend, I'm like, well, I'm on the computer for like 10 to 12 hours a day. She goes, what are you doing on the computer for 10 to 12 hours? And it was that question that just caused me to pause and reflect. And that's a really good question. What am I doing for 10 to 12 hours on the computer? Because what was happening is I was waking up at three or four in the morning and I was feeling this push out of bed and I would literally go from three or four in the morning. I'd have a shower in between breakfast time when my family got up and stuff, but I was back on the computer to about four or five at night. And sometimes I'd go back on because it was something I needed to prepare for the next day. I was working, suddenly working 12 hours a day. It didn't feel like 12 hours because I was usually finishing around four or five. But when you start at four in the morning, that's a long day. And I suddenly found myself in that busyness again. So when I came back in March and I was having all of these, I had actually had these health stuff start in September. I could feel my body was really pushing me to slow down. Now I couldn't until February because I had this commitment that I put myself to um, deal with what was going down in Turks and Caicos. But when I finally got quiet and paused, I crashed. And in that crash, I did a lot of reflecting. I did a lot of reevaluating. I did a lot of resets. I pushed a lot of reset buttons on a lot of programs and a lot of things that I'm offering. And some of those things, when I press that reset button, dissolved, it's time to let go of that piece. So I let it go. Other pieces needed to evolve or shift, which the membership did. So instead of three levels of membership, I went back to just my inner circle membership. So I just have one small group, intimate group that we go deep with. And that feels really, really good to me. And so I had that whole reset. And some, I still have a blank canvas on one program. I don't know what it's going to look like. I have no idea. And in the process of me letting go of my attachments, spirit was actually showing me all these different scenarios. And I had to try on all these different scenarios in order to recognize where am I still holding attachment? Where am I still gripping? Where am I still feeling responsible? Or where am I still feeling like I need to do something around this? So in order to do a full let go and really surrender and reset, sometimes we need to try on these different scenarios. So I kept seeing these different options, these different visions. Well, you could go this way. You could charge that much. You could do it for free. You could offer it this way. It's like all these different scenarios. And I'm still looking at a blank canvas with that one, one in particular. 
and I'm okay with it because I know that I, what I really want more than anything is to do what's guided because right now I know if I do what's guided, then it's serving all of humanity. So I have to let go of my personal will. I have to let go of my personal preferences. I have to let go of my personal responsibilities around anything that I'm offering in the world. And that takes courage and that takes time sometimes because sometimes we have attachments. So that's where I'm at with the reset. And some of the things that I've clearly evolved, so the membership, the three-level ships, uh, three-level memberships dissolved and the one membership, the expansion level evolved into my inner circle member healing experience. And that's clear. Other pieces, my speaking became really clear. Speaking on global stages, whether it's virtually or in person, eventually on stage again. And, and my radio show and my books, like that's under speaking, that's under the speaking umbrella. And that's where I'm focusing on. And then my self-care and my soul care. So I'm working less. I'm not doing busy anymore. And I'm finding space to really go inward and heal and clear the density in my physical body. There's a real clearing in my physical body right now. I can feel like all my attachments and all my leftovers around my physical body clearing. And it's taking a lot of my energy and it's requiring a lot of my, to nurture, it's a lot of time for me to nurture my body and to really listen, to go in deep and listen. So the outward reflection of it is a lot of different symptoms, a lot of confusing symptoms. So I have to keep surrendering over everything. And I find myself resting a lot. So that's my reset. That's been my reset. The realignment, which is step four, is about realigning the heart, your mind, your soul, and your energy. Your energy has to be in alignment too. You don't want to drag that old energy of something behind. So there's an energetic clearing that needs to happen as well. And sometimes on a soul level, we need to clear some of those contracts. We need to clear some of those old pieces or those old agreements that we had in place that are no longer necessary. So imagine the divine is orchestrating everything. And when we're realigning, we're aligning our heart and mind so we don't feel resistance because our mind is in alignment with the heart and we're clear. And then we bring our soul and our energy in alignment. And in that, when we bring the physical body in alignment, then we can really be in full alignment with what we're meant to be doing at this time, what's guided at this time. When we have these history anchors or leftovers, some stuff that hasn't healed from a past life or past life relationships that have kind of come back in this life and are, are showing, showing us where we still need to heal and let go, we need to go inward and look at those things. We need to reevaluate, we need to reflect, we need to push the reset button and do the work that was, that's necessary in order for us to really be wide open. When we're wide open to realignment, then we allow the divine to take the lead. We let spirit guide us and direct us. And it's in that moment where the miracles can really happen. Remembering that divine is working, the divine is working on behalf of everyone. So right now, 
the course correction that's occurring is not just based on your past decisions and where you were up until now and what you've done up until now. This massive course correction, this global course correction is based on what everybody has chosen up until this moment. So there was a time where me being in Turks and Caicos and having a healing retreat center was serving me and serving humanity. And with everything that's gone on in the last two to three years, that has completely dissolved. The universe, humanity does not need me tucked away on an island in the Caribbean doing healing retreats. What humanity needs from me, this is the path I'm being shown, is to focus on speaking, getting the word out, awakening audiences in whatever capacity, in whatever way. So speaking is a big piece and then focusing on my inner circle members, helping those light workers wake up, helping those healers really get clear about what they're meant to be doing, helping people align with their truest heart path now based on the course correction, helping them discern what is meant to evolve, what is meant to dissolve, helping them with their day-to-day resistance really getting in and underneath their lives and bringing everything to the surface to heal so that they can really truly fully align with their heart and soul with the path that they're meant to be taking right now. When you bring certain dreams and visions into the heart and let the heart discern, let the heart choose, we make that heart choice. We do our heart work around it. And we bring our mind in alignment with it. And we bring our, we align with our soul's vision. And we bring our energy in alignment with it. Then the universe can orchestrate everything we need. If we're still holding on to something, a piece that is no longer serving, then it becomes interference. It becomes a distraction. It becomes density. And it it doesn't allow us to fully align with the path we're meant to be on. And that density can show up as a a mental block, an idea, a story, a, a behavior at the level of the mind, a belief, a thought, a dialogue in the head, or it can show up in an emotional body. It can show up as fear, uncertainty, confusion. It can show up as a discord. It can show up as a judgment. It's more at the level of the mind. But when we feel that judgment, we feel projection. The the emotions are projected outward onto something else or someone else. So there's a casting of blame. So when we take all of that back in and really reflect, then we can start to align the mind. We can start to align our emotional body. We can start to align with our soul. We can start to align our physical body, clear any density there, heal what needs to heal there, and then really lead with the heart. That's what the world needs right now, is for all of us to get out of our heads and into our heart and align with our truest soul's path. And some of us, you know, you don't speak the heart language, that's okay. But 
Get out of your ego mind and align with your God's mind, the divine mind. Use whatever language feels good for you. There's no wrong teaching. There's just teachings that are going to resonate and fit for you. And there's teachings that are not going to resonate and fit for you. And that's the same thing with this whole everything. You can pretty much put everything on the table, dreams, visions, relationships, everything. Your whole entire life right now needs to either evolve and realign with the soul, your soul's will and what humanity needs right now or dissolve. Certain aspects need to dissolve. And we are, when we are willing to let those things go, we won't have the suffering. We won't have the discord. We won't have the gap, which is the resistance. And the resistance shows up in many, many ways. And we can create a lot of suffering right now, especially those that are awake, that are more, have been moving more toward life by divine. The more you align with life by divine, the more you say, lead me, guide me, direct me. Here's my life. I offer you my everything. Show me the way. The more you do that, the more you raise your vibration, the more you align, the more you awaken, the more you raise your level of consciousness, the lower your tolerance becomes to being out of alignment. So those blips in the road, what used to feel like a little speed bump will feel like a mountain. Those things that used to feel like a little bit of resistance will feel unbearable. That's the good news because the more you awaken, the more you increase your sensitivity to be in alignment, the more you increase your sensitivity when you're out of alignment, the lower your tolerance is to be out of alignment. And that's good news because what that does is it kind of nudges us strongly I want to use the word forces us, but it really causes us to realign quickly because it's way too painful otherwise. It creates way more suffering. Now, as we're moving forward in this new spiritual direction, this new course correction for humanity, be open to anything because even those visions that come in can suddenly change in an instant because it's all being orchestrated based on what everybody's choosing all around the world. It's operating on behalf of all of humanity. So the goal here is to be in alignment with your heart. The intention is to live life by divine. You need to be wide open to anything and attached to nothing. Every vision, every dream I receive, every insight I gain that comes in for me, I try it on, I feel into it, and then I offer it over to spirit. Thank you for showing me. Please hold this for me. And if there's something I'm to do in the moment, guide me there. The reason I bring it in, try it on, feel into it, and then offer it over is so that I remain open. I remain curious. I'm not attached. And there's no way that the ego can jump and grab it and run with it because my ego loves to do that. It's one of the, one of the strongest things my ego does. 
Not so much anymore. I used to do it so much with everything. So I wasted a lot of time and energy and money along the way because the ego will take things and run with it. So in order to prevent that, I will offer it over. So these are the tools that I really use every single day. I receive a dream, a vision, or insight. I offer it back over to spirit. Thank you for showing me. I appreciate that. If there's something I have to do, show me in the moment. Guide me moment to moment. And then I do a full let go. So it doesn't usually marinate or, you know, play around in my head. It doesn't, I don't run on the hamster wheel so much about it. Now, some things that I'm really in reflection and reevaluation will kind of play around in the mind because I'm trying on different scenarios. I'm unwinding the mind. It's what I'm doing. So it does require a bit of that process, but I offer it over anyways. And I ask to be guided moment to moment. And then I'm open to anything. And then the other thing I use that I've talked about is that I do not know what the future holds. I only know what this moment holds. And in this moment, I'm open to your guidance. Or in this moment, I'm feeling resistance. And in which case, if that's the case, I go in and feel into the resistance and see if I can get in underneath it. So I use that moment for healing. I hope that this was helpful for you. I know there's a lot going on in the world. I know there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of confusion about what's going on in the world. I want you to know that sometimes the resistance is spirit trying to get your attention. So it's not that something is wrong. It's just spirit trying to knock at the door of your heart and say, you know, let's get the mind in alignment here with this new course correction. We need to look at our lives and reevaluate what's happening to align with what's going to serve all of humanity at this moment. And I'm getting in alignment, still working on that. Mostly there now. I feel like I'm mostly there. However, there's still work to do. And I still need to be wide open. That everything could turn on a dime in the next week. I have no idea. I don't know what the future holds. I only know what this moment holds. And in this moment, I am deeply grateful for you. I honor you. I see you. I thank you. Until next week, love and blessings. You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host, Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global heart-led living community at heartledliving.com. That is heartledliving.com.